I'm Reg Ferguson, and I'm a fashion consultant from New York City, born and raised. I've been helping men look fly for years, and now I want to help you learn more about menswear, the entrepreneurs, the brands, and top fashion tips on the Fashion Geek Podcast. Yo, this is Reg Ferguson, Fashion Geek number one. How are you? So, it's been a minute, but I wanted to come back with another episode straight off the dome. As I start this episode, I want to give a big shout out to my new friend in podcasting, Georgian Benta, who helms the Meditation Podcast. And that's a little bit ironic because he gave me some feedback on my episodes. I'm going to try to employ that today. So here goes. Yo, I want to talk about the Met Gala. Yipes. That's right. That's the way I'm starting it, in a word. And I want to explain why. The Met Gala... It's something I've known about since, I don't know, mid-adulthood. It's here in New York City. It's at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, a.k.a. the Met. And it is a charitable event. And I don't really claim to know the full history of the gala. But what I know in later times, you don't have the Met Gala without Anna Winter, who's the head honcho, essentially, at Vogue. If you are fortunate enough, you receive an invite from her, and you get to going. (laughs) It's a charitable event, and I think that in itself makes it worthwhile. But what I have noticed, especially in the past five years, is what I consider a dumpster fire of fashion. That's right. And I think the reason why I'm chronicling the past five years is because of the strength of social media and the viral nature that it can promote. (sighs) There are certain themes for every year of the gala. Happens in May. It's that first, was it the first Monday in May, I believe. And I'm always aware of that because May is my birthday month. May 2nd, day after May Day, and a week apart from my late grandmother. Hence the reason for our affinity, every family member said. So you get this invite. You are excited. I get it. You're geeked. Of the thousands of people, particularly celebrities, who could be selected, you've been chosen. So what do you do after that? How do you go about figuring out your outfit? 
in a way, I'm talking about men's and women's fashion. Obviously, this is a men's fashion podcast, and it always will be. But I'm not going to ignore the fairer sex in this, per se. What I don't understand is why now the Met Gala is the theater of the absurd. Why are these outfits so out there? Sarah Jessica Parker had a train so crazy long, I believe I saw she had a team of people holding it in the back. I I don't understand. I thought this was an event to highlight haute couture. But I think it's gone beyond that now, everybody. I think it's just about how weird can you be? How freaky can you get? And I don't know the purpose of that. I'm not trying to sound like I'm the old dude on the porch and I am getting older. There's no question. And I definitely have opinions on things. But I'm seeing guys just look bananas. I don't think the outfits are fly. I think the outfits are weird. I think there's a big difference. And I'm not understanding why designers, stylists are turning to their clients and going, you want to go out there? I got something for you. <laughs> I mean, for me, I liked the safe looks, and I use I'm using that word intentionally. I liked the safe looks of Ryan Reynolds and was it Henry Golden? Smooth. Tuxedos. Reynolds was rocking a velvet. Golden had some nice accessories, those rings. They were fly. Totally Reg approved. But I just think it's giving people license to not give a damn. Yeah, I I don't like it. It's crazy. Why why does it have to be crazy? Why can't it just be fly? Why do you have to wear the most bizarre stuff that, in my mind, and check me if I'm wrong, that you wouldn't wear anywhere else? And I mean, you wouldn't wear it at any award show. You wouldn't be caught dead at a step and repeat with some of the outfits you're rocking at this gala. Am I laying blame on anyone? I'm not sure. 
But Anna Winter, what do you have to say about this? You're presiding over this. I'm sure you don't care because, hey, it's a charitable event. And as long as the funds are coming in and you achieve your goals, that's the most important thing. But I don't see you looking crazy when you come to this event. And again, there's a theme every year. Why don't you tell these people, hey, respect the theme. And don't just put anything on. Why does this have to now be about shock value? That's what I don't really understand. There was a cat this year. He was like a Jared Leto lookalike copycat. (laughs) And I know I... I mean, in comparison to these cats, I'm conservative. Okay. Fine. I will gladly take that mantle. But we are to understand, since this is couture, that in my mind, these outfits are one and done. These individuals are never going to rock these outfits again. Some of them, I assume it's an outright purchase. Others, I believe they're wearing it for the evening. A lease rental. What value, I wonder, does it give the brands? Because I always have viewed Couture as a loss leader. So do they get a bump up? That's that's the head scratcher. Tom Brown, if I recall, outfitted numerous individuals. I'm not a Tom Brown guy. It's not my steez. But I respect, I respect the hustle, no question. But not my thing. Couldn't catch me wearing any of that gear. And particularly, I'm not wearing ankle freezer pants. No, no. But but to his credit, he outfitted numerous individuals. It's an interesting moment in fashion every year. And the New York societal scene. And you see the photos the next day. I checked out just a bit of live streaming the day of for the whole red carpet. The one thing I heard and big shout out to the Snobbet clubhouse room. That the way it's situated is that the general public is literally across the street. So there isn't a lot or enough interaction between the adoring public and the attendees. So that's like, so that sounds like something that maybe should be worked on because the people are out there to see 
these outfits to see, you know, who's rocking, who's rocking them, who's doing the thing. But I have to ask you, ladies and gentlemen, if you received that invitation from Anna Winter, outside of your excitement, what would you wear? Would you wear something badass, crazy? Doesn't mean you can't be flamboyant. Doesn't mean you can't be strong in your colors, your patterns, your execution. But Sarah Jessica Parker had a train that went from here to Lexington Avenue (laughs) with a team. I just... How do, you, how do you sit down and have the meal? How does that work out? And, and what is it like to sit at a particular table and everyone in my mind is trying to one-up each other? I can't imagine a lot of kumbaya at the table. It just seems over the past few years, it's getting weirder and weirder. And I think that's being done very intentionally. So I ask you, where does it go from here? How does it get even more out there? How does it get wilder? It's not going to be more restrained. I think the attendees, the designers, the stylists, they're trying to figure out how the top, that's even an accurate word, what they did the previous year. And they're going to keep it real. It just looks like a fashion freak show. And if you think I'm wrong, holler at me. You know how to find me. Find me on the gram. Send me an email. Whatever you want to do. But it's really something when I have to give the biggest shout outs to gentlemen who are just wearing very exquisitely beautiful tuxedos. And that's it. They don't have wings on them. They don't have graffiti sprayed on the back. Just beautifully constructed and tailored tuxedos. Ralph Lauren, by the way, I think for both. Definitely for Ryan Reynolds. I bet you he didn't do anything crazy for the ladies. Come on, Matt Gower. Do freaking better. Jeez Louise. All right. Till next time. This is Reg Ferguson. Fashion geek number one. I had to get that off my chest. Sorry, I was a little bit late. Always be fly.